before we begin today's episode, we have to give our patrons over at Patreon a quick shout out. And uh, first off, we just want to say thank you so much for supporting us. Honestly, this has been just a great experience for me and Eric. Yeah, and we'll we'll create more content here within the uh, the Buck season. Uh, Russ and I are going to go to a game at least, and we'll probably film a bunch inside of there and uh, take you on a little behind the scenes tour too. So you betcha, that'll be awesome. So we have a Perba, Lauren L, Hanson Screen Printing. Paul Campaneschi, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Rock the Green, Kelby Goodman, and our newest ones for October is Greg Whalen, Daniel, and Kara Lighting. You guys, thank you so much. This has been an amazing experience for us. Uh, we love Wisconsin. We love you guys. And uh, Eric, cue up that music. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We of course are your hosts as always, I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we have some more haunted, spookies type stuff from Wisconsin. Yeah, we got the part two coming up. And actually we have great music from Alligator Gun, another another, another Milwaukee classic. band. Classic coming from Milwaukee area. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Eric. Um, besides that, obviously we got the uh, Brewski Reviewski. Oh, of course, Brewski Reviewski, and then also how many locos? Listen here, brother. Oh, yeah. we're gonna get drunk and we're gonna drive around and read an article. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't be driving. But. but yeah, I mean, as always, we always talk about this. I mean, it's kind of the greasy sales which we talk about every time. Yeah. The uh, if you get a chance, take the few minutes to go to uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review if you like the show. Um, any other stuff, you can still send it. We like a feedback, even if you don't want to give us a review, but you want to tell us maybe Just something to change feedback. about the show. Yeah, give us feedback. We'd love that. Yeah. Um, go to our website www.wisconsindrunkenhistory.com where you're going to find our Patreon where you can actually support and be a sponsor you here at the top of the show. Exactly. Yeah, so you can get your name on there. Uh, we do film special content every once in a while. It's been um, pretty brutal with like a lot of stuff going on. Right, but, but we're definitely going to get back into that. Uh, and, and put some more stuff in there. Obviously, we got Advent calendar stuff coming up oh, for yeah. uh, the uh, uh, Christmas time. But uh, you know, here within the next couple weeks, we're planning a few things that we're going to do. So stay tuned with that. Uh, Patreon subscribers, that is, if you want to become one, you're going to get some of that cool content. So uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to move right in to our episode today. Again, this is part two. Of the Wisconsin uh, haunts. Wisco haunts, man. This is a this is a pretty exciting thing for you and I to talk about. We've had some pretty cool experiences ourselves. I know we've talked about them on the last one. Um, we'll probably continue to to kind of come up with, uh, or, or at least introduce you guys to a couple of the ones that we've had personally, uh, as well as uh, a couple of these ones that are known locations. Yeah, some places you maybe you know like we talked about last time you got to get that affliction t-shirt you got to get that meter <laughs> meter got to get that voice recorder and go right on out you have to like you got to tap out 
you know, with your shorts. You got to do the, the the shirtless monster drink. You know, you, everything. You want to fight ghosts like Zach Baggins? You need that stuff. You got to right? fight ghosts, man. <laughs> this is all about the UFC Ghost Edition. All right, so. You know, strap in, buckle up. This is going to be a fucking nine round fight here. Here comes the wrestler Poltergeist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it stands for Polter Guy. <laughs> Polter Guy. <laughs> Polter Guy is Spanish for Polter Guy. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump right in here. We're going to go to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, because who wouldn't? Oshkosh, bagosh. Uh, obviously home to a great university, Wisconsin Oshkosh. And you want to know what else is close? Ripping some ass. Ripping. Ripping Wisconsin. Ripping some gash. Uh, <laughs> gosh, big gash. Uh, big gash. Um, <laughs> this one is uh, a balcony, actually, at the Grand Opera House in Oshkosh. Pretty neat place if you haven't yeah. been there. Really cool, historic. Very historic, very uh, uh, time periody. If you if you get a chance to visit there, you're definitely going to see some normal opera house looking stuff, uh, you balconies also might see and some things. Go house. You might even see some fucking ghosts, bro. <laughs> um, so strap in here. We've got uh, a ghost of a former stage manager named Percy Keen. Have you ever seen him? I'm not keen on the idea, bro. I'm not keen on the idea, bro. <laughs> this guy is a fucking weirdo. Let's just say this. Stagehand stayed around to haunt this place. He's like, you want to know what? I want to go to heaven. I'm just going to haunt some math. Yeah. I, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just going to wreck, you know, and wreak a bunch of carnage here. Uh, how about the strange orange mist that sometimes appears on stage? How about that? It ain't someone throwing tang. Let's no, throw it. no, it ain't Tang. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's a fucking. <laughs> it's the 1960s space drink Tang, tang. <laughs> where they had apes uh, in all the commercials back in the 90s. Remember that shit? Oh yeah, I remember yeah. Tang for sure. T- and, and Tang was honestly, it was like it was a delicious drink, but it it definitely was not orange. It wasn't orange juice. It's orange. It was drank. wide. It's drank. This was D R A N K. That was a wide. <laughs> Oh, is that how you spell it? It's drank. <laughs> but it was a a really wide definition of what orange juice is. This was bad in and terms of taste. It tasted chemically. You for know, sure. it was funny because in the like like I don't have a massive military career, but I did do some military stuff. And I remember in the MREs they had I did tang. do some military stuff. I remember they had some tang inside the MREs. MREs, man, yeah. And you mix it with the water. That stuff is garbage, dude. Like it's just it's bad. It tastes like you're drinking chemicals, man. It's, it's bad. It's it's supposed to be orange, but it's not orange. It's drank. You, dude, you mix it into cold water and all of a sudden you're like, that tastes hot. <laughs> Yeah. That's hot. My it's, mouth is hot. It's like, who knows what they put in that stuff to preserve Pe- that Peppers stuff. and other wild shit. But if you get a chance, go out to uh, Grand Opera House in Oshkosh. You're going to see some wild stuff uh, like the Percy Keene stage manager guy. And then also the orange apparition uh, mist that shows up. But Or Phantom Footsteps. Hmm. I, th- People have widely uh, uh, reported that there's... Phantom footsteps that happen uh, when nobody's, you know, walking. Like, and you're let just, me tell you, folks, this ain't the house settling here. No, this cannot just be, you know. Uh, I mean, this this thing was built so long ago that it's not settling anymore. This thing is in its place, and and it's not just pipes knocking or boots knocking. 
Percy Keynes is wreaking havoc on the opera house here. I mean, he's up there stomping the fuck around, and he's uh, pissing orange uh, Julius all over the fucking stage here. <laughs> uh, a great mall reference, which malls barely exist. Malls anymore. barely exist anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hey, here's what a cool thing. place! So it's just a cool place. Uh, you I know, would visit just for the the just for the nuance. You it's, know, it's we a cool like, place. Like me and Eric said, like we do feature these places, but eventually we will have because like the actually the Grand Opry House has a really cool history. Yeah. And even the one, there's one up in um, Stoughton that has a really cool history as well, like kind of like right. stages and stuff. So maybe we'll cover this one a little more in depth. And those old balconies are rad to see. I mean, the, the fact that they just jut out, you know, and, and this is, you know, 1800s construction and stuff, you just kind of get that feeling like, uh, is this safe? But you're like, this is exactly how they, they figured out how to do balconies. So like, we're good. I, you know, I, these like, things have been here for hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of years. And- and maybe I'm the only one that thinks this, but do you ever, do you guys ever like see these balconies and think of Annie Lennox walking on broken glass? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think when I see these like old Victorian, like <laughs> like Baroque period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, Baroque 100%. period, like kind of like theme to it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Of course the great uh, photographer and uh, videographer there. At least we ain't walking on broken glass. No, and 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 again, this is just such a cool place to go visit. Either way, whether you're there for the the uh, occult and, and paranormal or anything like that, or if you've seen it's the just, show. Well, yeah, I mean, you just got to see uh, this place in in its regular existence too, because it is just such a a cool piece of history. So. Agreed. Eric, what do you got next on our list? It's another insane asylum, I think. It is. It looks yeah, like it is. Can you tell uh, us a little bit about this one? Yeah. So. Hit up the West Wing of St. Joseph's Hospital in Marshfield, which still exists, still operation, all that sort of stuff, um, and see if you spot a black man in a robe wandering the halls. No one knows uh, who he is or, or exactly uh, or, or why he's there, but um, he, he's there haunting the hospital. He's, he's absolutely okay. been noticed and reported uh, many times by many visitors. Black man in a robe. Yeah. That's what we're looking for here. Yeah, West Wing Suspect of St. Joseph. Suspect is bald, six foot, black man in a robe. Yep, it's a black man in a robe. He's exposing himself. Um, <laughs> he's showing his ghastly noodles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's dangling his chain. But, you know, don't miss your chance to hit up the Wood County Insane Asylum, considered one of the most haunted places in the state. Again, this is just the West Wing of the St. Joseph's Hospital there in Marshfield. Um like I said, you know, before when we talked about uh, uh, one of the other uh, insane asylums, I think Clark County, um, when, you, when you talk about uh, insane asylums, they're literally going to be the most notable haunted places. I mean, I mean, these are people crazy with wild shit happen. Yeah, tormented brains. I mean, people that probably have no idea what's going on, crazy, doing some wild stuff. I mean, like, what isn't a hotbed for paranormal activity? I was just going to say, they, they already they already have a chemical imbalance of sorts. Uh, So they didn't go in there with the right frame of mind either way. And then you add in the torture and the torment that, uh, that they went through while there uh, under the care of professional staff. Right. Um, And they're literally lobotomizing or electroshock or cold water therapy. That sort of stuff just was, I mean, part of the, the ridiculous, you know, stuff that they went through. So yeah, I mean, of course, you know, their their spirits and their their uh their their remains are going to be 
there. I mean, they're a part of that, that, that the building, the walls, the wood, the fucking everything. It's like, um, I'm sure it's heavy. You can feel it when you walk in. I'm sure it, it instantly gives you whether it's the chill or that heaviness that you feel. And I mean, for me and you too, I mean, we all suffer from depression, right? Like, like yeah. sometimes you're harvesting for some endorphins or some serotonin, but it doesn't always come your way. You exactly. know, like anybody could be that person at one point in time in their life. And I think now you know? that that's a little more widely understood and it's, and it's known that, uh, you know, Hey, just cause you're suffering from that imbalance doesn't mean you're a lunatic. It just means, I mean, you're human. You're just dealing with, uh, with life itself. And, uh, sometimes things get a little heavy and rough to deal with. So uh, instead of, you know, just jolting you into a fucking house where they're going to, you know, just ruin you, uh, why not uh, Why not actually take care of you with some, uh, with some uh, actual medical treatment instead of lobotomizing and cracking your fucking shit with an ice pick? So what do we got next on our list, Eric? This one's kind of the one that we've talked about before. It's just yeah. a creepy ass place, and like a lot of it doesn't exist anymore. There's a lot of ruins in this area, but can yeah. you tell us a little bit about Summerwind? You know, that's what happens when you have a mansion that uh, doesn't get cared for or proper treatment. You're going to have a de- decay and, and decrepitness. But uh, do you think this person was from Chicago? Let's just throw it out there. Yeah, I mean, it, okay, all right, let's. Okay. It looks to be that way. <laughs> okay, so we've got a uh, a mansion called the Lamont Mansion, aka Summerwind. Uh, this is. Land Lakes area. This was uh, built in 1916. It was a summer home. Chicago. Um, exactly. Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah. I mean, when you say summer home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that just fucking, you, you put two and two together. Um, and, and this thing apparently was believed to be haunted directly from the start, which, you know, it may have been built on the grounds of uh, some some bad juju. You know that Maybe kind some of stuff. Indian burial ground here. We're talking right. about some Stephen King books. There's a lot of Native Americans that uh, that that uh, called Wisconsin home. I mean, basically uh, anywhere in America is Indian sacred ground, right? Like yeah. we just we kind of build on anything. That's I like, mean, we came in, we ruined it. You know, for that's sure. the thing. That's kind of the nature of the the United States, right? But uh, this place was, like I said, just believed to be haunted directly from the start. And the original owner fired two shots at what he thought was an intruder. Uh, but there turned out to be nothing there. So he just fired, you know, two blasts right into the fucking con- or the, the wall. And uh, now he had some repairs to make. He realized his kid was upstairs just shaking Tang at him. Yeah, shaking Tang. Take that, Dad. Listen here. We got Tang. This is for you. Feed me this garbage. Um, but the house changed hands a few times before a family in the seventies reported experiencing all kinds of, uh, paranormal activity. And, and, uh, this ranged from objects moving by themselves to uh, whispers, you know, unexplained voices and whispers. Whispers are just not cool. Like no, anything you say in a whisper is that creepy, right? Except for careless whisper. (laughs) George Mike. I mean, it's just great. GM dude. He knew it was going on. He knew it was going on. Uh, so in 1988, the mansion actually burned down. Uh, the official story is that lightning hit it, but some claim that the town intentionally burned it down uh, because it was constantly being vandalized and uh, ghost hunters and stuff were visiting it and local kids were throwing rocks and shit. Oh, yeah, there. of course. I mean, that's exactly kids what Kids on a bike, the Goonies type exactly. stuff going yep. on here. Yep. So the destroyed mansion still remains. Uh, there's There's... You know, bits and pieces of it still there. The foundation is obviously still there, that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, visitors uh, every year report uh, floating orbs, mists that move, and 
feeling of an unknown presence. This mansion's never gonna stand again. <laughs> <laughs> this foundation's got no rhythm. <laughs> uh, but Summerwind, uh, the Lamont Mansion, obviously one of the most talked about and haunted. Yeah, Summerwind has been on like the list of like the most haunted places for a long yeah. time, and this one was definitely recommended by many people of our listeners who go to these places and uh we had to cover just a little bit of overview we will do a larger segment on these like we said at some point right but uh eric what's the next one on our list we got here well this one is going to take some shaping here yeah whoa octagon house shaping i like it um so this is a fond du lac uh area landmark uh the long history of the 1856 octagon house in fond du lac includes purported stints as a safe house on the Underground Railroad and uh, a rum running haven during Prohibition. So I like rum. Um, those are all very, very you know unglamorous times in the United States. Uh, obviously, Underground Railroad times. We're talking about Civil War period, and we're talking about some really bad slavery stuff that's happened, and then also rum running. Um, a lot of bad things happened during the Prohibition, and uh, and and it, it, it's talked about in in. Passing, it seems. It doesn't seem like they talk about it in uh, at length. But the the problem is, is that uh, people found, uh, you know, rum running were likely killed and shot and that kind of stuff. And uh, there's a lot of dark history that goes along with that. So um, no secret that this place with that history would have, you know, this sort of paranormal kind of history. So. There are nine secret passageways and tunnels under the house uh, that lead to outbuildings, uh, which would have come in very handy during the times of illicit uh, activities, whether that's right. the moving rum running or, or trying to just get away from the law enforcement. or moving yeah, uh, slaves or native or uh, uh, African-Americans. So like th- there's definite, uh, uh, you know, hidden, hidden things here. You know, this is definitely a dark place. Um, the, the history channel actually, uh, had a show called Hidden Passages uh, named uh, named it one of the most haunted houses in the state. And um, who's going to argue with the History Channel? I mean, I, I'm not. Right. I mean, they, they know history, right? As long as it ain't ancient aliens, I'm not going to argue. Well, uh, ancient aliens is a, yeah. It's pretty bad. I don't even know if that was History Channel, but I do remember that one, dude. Like, everything's done by aliens. Humans have, like, fucking dumb. They right. can't do anything. Yep. Like, I can't agree with that 100%, no. to be honest. So. Humans are pretty smart. They pretty much overcome everything that they have to do. Well, we've had some really, really intelligent individuals throughout uh, our, our history that we know, uh, and it's documented that they've created and and uh, and and figured out some of the the greatest shit in American history. So, like, you can't always say that the History Channel knows what they're talking about when they air a show uh, so goofy and wild like that. But you know, weird occurrences and uh, spectral beings, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but they've got ghost tours and that kind of thing, and uh, it's currently uh, a private residence, so now you can't really do any of that stuff. Uh, don't go snooping around, or do. I don't know. Wink. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. We're not saying not It might rhyme with schmeishman. I don't know. Yeah, um, there might be a way in. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We're not, we're not saying B&D, but we might be saying E&B. Yeah, we might be seeing <laughs> do some cool stuff, okay? Okay. Um, the, but the, 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 the neat history of it is obviously well-known and well-preserved. And, you know, you can uh, you can find all the reports and all the stories and things. I'm sure there's some sort of a, um, 
a Reddit thread that talks about the Octagon House and there's and a Reddit thread for everything. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like you could you could easily find all that shit. Like people have 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 documented and made some sort of a journal of all of their wild stuff, and and you can find that right there on Reddit. So that's Reddit for um, you. You know, uh, sponsored by Reddit. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric, you want to get us to our uh, next locale we got to talk about? It is, yeah. So, so there's, uh, a, it's actually a, a resort, if you will. Um, this is the Four Seasons Island Resort. This is in Pembine. Uh, you've been to Pembine. I have been to Pembine. I've been through Pembine. Uh, so there we are, you know. Um, but looking to do some uh, real ghost hunting yourself, are you? Well, then look no I further. I got affliction. I got a voice recorder. Yeah. I got an EMF meter. I'm ready. I'm going to rock some fucking affliction. I'm not scared of ghosts. I ain't tapping out, bro. <laughs> no way, dude. No ghosts. I'm going to get in there and find those me. monster energy drinks. Uh, but yeah, th- th- this is a, you know, a, a Northwoods luxury resort uh, that uh, plays host to professional paranormal teams that uh, ha- have given guests the chance to investigate strange encounters. I mean, it, we're talking about... Um, you know, a place that literally holds plenty of spirits and, and people are spooked about it. So why not go to the four seasons Island resort, you know, and, and you can take one of these tours or, or be a part of this investigation, if you will. Um, I've never been to the four seasons Island resort. I don't know any of this personally. I know but, the area. Uh, I've actually never seen this though. Exactly. This new yeah. to me, so. so I've never experienced any of the, uh, the, the voices uh, or the dark, uh, unexplained moving shadows and that kind of stuff, but plenty of people have, and and it and it drives hundreds of people uh, a, a year to, um, you know, jump in and and try to do this this whole ghost hunting thing. Uh, the resort uh, sits on beautiful what Misquano? I think it's Misquano uh, Island, which was. Uh, originally built in 1905, it's a scenic getaway right off the railroad. It was a popular spot for well-to-do Chicagoans. That's everywhere, of course. Yeah, okay. everything's a, right. a nice uh, spot right off the railroad for Wisconsin, Chicagoans. Illinois National Park. Exactly. <laughs> You've said that a hundred times. I, <laughs> yeah, I and I couldn't, I, have, and I, I couldn't have. be, I couldn't be more uh, in agreement <laughs> here. Um, it was even rumored to be a favorite hangout of gangster Al Capone, which was what wasn't. Everything was Gal- literally Capone's Wisconsin territory. was where Al Capone hung out, apparently. Um, but this was uh, in the 30s, of course, uh, before he went and made his his stay on the uh, Alcatraz Island. Pretty a pretty neat place altogether, though. And another it place is. where you kind of got to go to. But you can see book those, a stay. Like, yeah, moving shadows, voices, you know, like your standard ghost paranormal haunts. And, you know, it's supposed to be one of the haunt, most haunted locations in Wisconsin. One of them. Well, and, so. and, and one of those ones that you can actually experience. Exactly. I mean, you can actually go there. Uh, do a spa retreat, hit up the restaurants. There's a nine hole golf course. Who wouldn't want to be in the four seasons Island resort. I mean, it's amazing. Let's move on. We've got another hotel. We're talking about another Greece hotel here. (laughs) This one has had many, many of, you know, hourly stays hotel Retlaw. This is in Fond du Lac, uh, which uh, we've talked about. Already on this list mm-hmm. today, even in part two. The Fondy. So, uh, the upscale hotel in downtown Fond du Lac was built in the 1920s. Uh, it's uh, eight spooky stories and is on a national register uh, for the historic places. So uh, there's definitely a plaque at the front of this damn place. 
which says, hey, you know, this is built a long time ago, and and uh, it's cool to see, right? Yeah. Uh, they can't touch it is what that really means. Um, secret tunnels underneath the building uh, connected to former taverns. Uh, these passageways are rumored to have been used by John Dillinger, of course, um, to transport alcohol and uh, run speakeasies and stuff during Prohibition. Again, these are all like Prohibition times. So, so. I got to ask before we continue. Yeah. Have you seen the Public Enemy movie with Johnny, yeah, with Johnny JD, Depp? Yeah, JD. Johnny Depp. And they actually yeah. filmed in Heartland, Wisconsin. They and did, they actually yeah. did it at the Bohemian Supper Club, I believe. So one of the scenes were actually cut there. Yeah, yeah, and and Heartland, um, they have a lot of historic banks and a stuff. A lot of them. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a it, that's a cool little town if you ever get a chance to visit there. John Dillinger stuff is always really cool to look into. Uh, John Dillinger's uh, uh, story, uh, as portrayed in that uh, Johnny Depp movie, was was great. Uh, um, I enjoyed particularly uh, all of the the different like really hot scenes they did like where he's always shown like sweating his ass off um i'm i'm kind of like that wisconsin summers are that way <laughs> they're man. hot dude i mean there's no way around it it's it's the uh it's the humidity not the not the heat so um which is another great saying here in the in the state of wisconsin <laughs> but uh, hotel staff have reported many strange phenomena including lights and faucets turning on and um, screaming coming from room 717. I'm not saying you should go there, but you should. You might go to 717. Um, you might got to go to 717. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, the ghost of a woman in a bathrobe who disappears into the walls. So, you know, I had a date like that one time where she just disappeared into the wall like that. And she was wearing a bathrobe. She's some T-Bell. She didn't want to show you what was going on. Well, I mean, I might have been in the bathroom having a T-Bell squirt. And <laughs> all of a sudden she's like, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> it was like she just dipped out through the wall, man. It was crazy. Um, yeah, and this one actually had like a lot of famous guests um, that we read about. It was uh, Eleanor Roosevelt? Yeah, John F. Kennedy also stayed there, and actually Brad Pitt. Brad yeah. Pitt, dude. Like I want to look at Brad Pitt. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. But Brad- I kind of look like a dog pit. <laughs> you look like I, fucking the pit. I look like a voice made for podcast, dude. Your name's not Brad Pitt; it's Bad Pit. Bad Pit. <laughs> You're just fucking armpit, Shit pit. dude. <laughs> um, but I'm, yeah, you, I'm right there with you. I don't look good. I don't feel good. It's kind of why None we're of on good. podcast format here. Right? Exactly. Yeah. No I've one got, wants to see this beautiful mug. My teacher actually one time told me I had the face for radio. That's not very nice. That's not good. I thought it was no, cool at the time. No, but, no. Uh, but she said I had a great radio voice, but which... Uh, this is kind of the last one we had from our guests. But if you guys get a chance, go and stop at this one. Um, room uh, 717. 717. Is the one to stay at. Obviously, the John Dillinger Suite, they call it, for a luxurious getaway in a spooky, creepy scene. I mean, I, who can argue with that? I know. Spicy. Who can argue with Brad Pitt? Dude, Brad Pitt stayed there, too. It was BP. actually just it was actually just a guy named Vlad Pritt or some shit, and they like oh. he just made it up. Oh, my name is Vlad Pitt. I just is. want to stay in the room, saving one, saving. <laughs> just a Russian. <laughs> yeah, guy it's just a Russian guy, Vlad, Vlad Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> he like the, looked kind of like Brad Pitt. He had but he's long not. He's hair like a Russian a beard. He looked like Fight Club. So they just were like, "Fuck it, it was Brad sad Pitt, bro." Shit. I'm sad shit. <laughs> my name is Sad Shit. Uh, and same with like Eleanor Roosevelt. Who knows? I mean, that lady. Anybody could look old and weird. I'm old and weird too, though. John right F. Now. Kennedy, though. I mean, 
JFK is pretty cool, he man. He probably stayed there. I always like, so I always like joke around the John F. Kennedy, like way he talks like, oh yeah, stay in room 717. You know, like he's just Ask so robotic. Matt what 717 can do for you. But what the ghost can do for the country. But what the screaming <laughs> people can do for the country. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always love his Boston accent. It's so great. It's so monotone and just amazing. But that's what's cool is that there are so many of these really historic places that are right here in our own state. And many of these, you know, famous individuals have either stayed there or there's amazing reports of all of these spooky things that have happened. You got to check them out. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, like I said before, and you've said before the, the prohibition and uh, civil war times and stuff were, uh, they, they, I mean, they brought on some really crazy things, and and uh, I would imagine that, yeah, there's spooks and spirits. I mean, it's crazy. It is, and you know what? Like, there's many other ones. Th- thank you so much for submitting these ones yeah. for us to actually report on. The part two was made, you know, uh, it happened because of you, you know? Exactly, and we do hope to kind of, like, maybe specifically, maybe in the coming years to focus on one of these specifically to get a little more in-depth of, the, like, the history involved. Yeah. Now on to our Wisconsin music segment. And like we talked about in previous episodes, Milwaukee had like a great pop punk scene at the time. Yeah. Um, This one is kind of one that always stuck with me. I kind of knew these guys a little bit. Um, Obviously, my brother Monty was in Subside, so I kind of met a few of these guys when they were still kind of at it. Because they were still kind of playing together at that time. Yeah. Like a bunch of these bands were... Uh, uh, they would literally pack a, a club uh, with you know three or four bands on the on the lineup. Yeah, um, Alligator Gun, like you said, and uh, Subside and, and Promise one co- Ring. Even one cool thing about the breakup of uh, Alligator Gun is the bassist from Alligator Gun actually went on to record for Dashboard Confessional. Obviously, we are huge fans right. of Dashboard, hands down. I was just going to say right? we've talked about other bands that uh, Dashboard uh, Confessional members have been a part of too. So. Yeah, um, and just Alligator Gun was just a really cool band kind of around that period. I got really hooked on them because my brother kind of gave me a lot of samplers, like Milwaukee pop-punk samplers. And yeah. I was like just super into it. Zine shit, right? At that time, yeah, zine. Yeah. Now it's probably like all digital. I don't even know. Facebook. It's all, like, yeah, exactly. It's There's all be digital, social media, right? Yeah, uh, whatever. Vlogs. And this song was kind of like the one that they had that was I thought was kind of a it should have been a million dollar song. It's freaking amazing. It's Alligator Gun from the top of my lung. Um, this is just an amazing song. And I hope you guys really enjoy it. Kind of get that little hear about a little bit of the history of the Milwaukee pop punk scene, which was incredible at that time. When me and Sturgeon were kind of in high school, it was like the prime. It was infecting us with, uh, yeah, with, with the fuse, local stuff. Fuse, and then obviously the local stuff on Munch top TV of that. Stuff, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, you guys got to check these guys out. It's Alligator Gun from the top of my lung.
All right, again, that was Alligator Gun. God dang, it's so good. Isn't I love it their music, dude. I've always been such a huge fan of that pop punk early 2000s. And like you said, it's more about preserving the uh, the, the history of that kind of stuff because I don't think any of it's just going to be like, you know, adored or loved or anything like that. People aren't necessarily going to be like, hey, you guys remember that Alligator Gun? But we have to. Yeah, I know. we to preserve it. And I still like it. I mean, when me and Sturger uh, maybe gone and WDH no longer exists, at least this episode will be out there in the digital space and maybe someone will hear and be like, oh, these guys are pretty phenomenal. Right. You know? Right? And that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's what kind we're of what hoping. We, yeah, exactly. But Eric, so we got a really crazy beer today. Um, we got our Ugg boots on. We got our, oh, yeah. uh, we're, we're totally a basic bitch right now, dude. Like, what do we got here? Yeah. No, let's, let's uh, talk about boots. It. I got my, uh, my, what else? Shitbag straw hat. Like oh, nice, um, nice, nice. Yoga pants? Uh, yoga pants. Or whatever they call those. Oh yeah. They're tight against my cheeks right now. Let's, yeah. Let's see you can definitely at. see the definition of both nuggets. <laughs> let's and, see what uh, we got here. Here we are. You know, that's the thing. Uh, so Lakefront is, is long one of Russ and I's. We've. Favorite think, beers. I think uh, episode 50, breweries. we had Russ Clayshawn, which is our huge, he's been a hero of mine since like day one. Started in 1986 when I was born making craft beer. Yeah. Uh, w- with like a kit from like his brother for a birthday thing. It was like it, just a, a crazy story. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go out and uh, experience the, the lakefront tour, every single person pretty much that we've had on uh, when they, when we talk about, what other brewer tour would you suggest? Uh, everybody says Lakefront. I mean, that's the way to go. Like, who doesn't want to sing the Laverne and Shirley theme? At uh, the yeah, end, who, right? who doesn't want to put a, a glove on a on a bottle of beer on the line? You know, we do it um, our way. We do it our way, <laughs> right? You know, exactly. Um, and so, you know, this beer is is in in absolute honor of that. It's. Pumpkin, it is lakefront. It is all of those things. It is totally Wisconsin. Drunk as heck. Total fall. Total drunk. Total ABV high. If you didn't already guess the name of this fucking thing, it's called Pumpkin Imperial Ale. Yeah, me and Serge are drinking this right now, and we're on episode three recording today in the studio here. And uh, this is coming in at 10.7% ABV. Yikes. Holy smokes there. And it tastes every bit of it. And you're getting the 20 IBU, so very low on the IBU scale, but you're definitely getting that like little low hoppiness. So the IBUs are coming in because the only hops you're using is like a Mount Hood, which is not a very defined. Right. Um, it's not a very heavy, I would say. Right. It's not super piney or anything. It's not going to just fucking. And, and of course, in a lot of these, it's it's about how they introduce hops during the brew process. Uh in an IPA or something like that that is known for its hoppiness, they're introducing it a bunch throughout the process and for long periods of time to short periods of time. It's literally from like an hour to 10 minutes and there's intervals in between. And so Russ and I have done this a million times as far as the, the process goes, brewing an IPA. But that's really the only thing that we have a whole lot of experience brewing. These little uh, uh, smash hop uh, IPAs all the way down to like uh, a couple hop IPAs, but these these imperial ales are are a little tougher to do as a home brewer because there's a lot of grain involved. There's just a lot of other things, and then the hops sort of come in 
later and not for very long. See, this one specifically. So if you got a uh, a Karen at the HOA that's giving you a little grief. She's giving you a little shit. A little grief. You know what? No, I bring her up a pumpkin imperial ale because this one's 10.7% ABV. So calm right down. Oh, yeah. So the malts are included in this one actually have a two-row pale malt, which is kind of your common base malt. You're getting that Belgian 20L, which is kind of like how far they cook it. So it's a lighter yeah. malt. You're getting the caramel malts. You're getting a little caramel hint malts, of that carameling. Which is what also darkens it up a bit. But uh, what's making it the pumpkin spice for me is you're actually getting the pie spice, a little bit of vanilla bean, and the pumpkin puree like inside of it. Yeah, so you're getting that, you're getting that like, um, definitely that seasonal flavor, that fall flavor. Yeah. You know, Karen's lift, laugh, love, fuck live, off. Lift, laugh, love, yeah, exactly. Like, you want to know what, like... Uh, even fat girls, uh, beer is proof that fat girls need love or whatever the fuck they did. They put all those weird signs in their in their they whole had, house. They had that sign. Is that legit? That it, my sister has it. I swear to God. Your sister's the, like the skinniest. I know, lady but I've like, ever seen. It, it might not even say. It might not say fat <laughs> okay. girls. Need fat love. chicks need love too. Um, Live love. I think love. it might say like uh, beer is proof that even ugly chicks need to get porked or something i don't remember what it exactly says but i'll take a picture of it one time um but it, it but this is exactly what the karen would do for sure they would put a weird sign in their house everything has to have family words on there's it. a family and like some weird yeah. cursive like uh, live laugh love there's hobby are, lobby signs all over the place yes hobby lobby signs see that's the perfect way to say it it's uh <laughs> it, this isn't your mom and pop shop creating cool signs this is just overproduced mass garbage that that says stupid shit on it and and they are eating it up like with oh a, yeah they love this uh, two spoons and a fucking fork i mean for crying out loud they can't get enough in so if you have an issues the hoa we recommend lakefront has this great beer to give to your hoa karen which is the pumpkin it, imperial she'll be all she'll be all good you have a problem with your lawn give her a pumpkin imperial yeah, if your you gotta, mailbox is a little too tall is your you is know. your fucking is your little crabgrass spilling into the other neighbor's lawn right pumpkin imperial ale and what's nice is that they'll feel like they're drinking a Starbucks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe. Hey, you want to know what, Karen? If uh, you kind of drop this lawsuit, I'll get you some Uggs. Oh, with an Imperial Ale. You know, you know, you Karen's do, in. You say to her, Karen, look at this. You're Uggs. Oh, dude, dude, Karen's don't play that, dude. <laughs> Karen's do not play that. Dude, she's going to take this straight to the association. Bleach blonde streaks are Weird. coming through hard, dude. Short hair, but streaks. But oh, you, not butt streaks, <laughs> short hair with streaks, as, not butt streaks. As a former Redkin model, like yeah, streaks you are were. not cool. I was, which is funny. Actually. There was a time when <laughs> like, Russ was actually a Redkin shampoo model. And I was. Oh God! All he had in in the shower was Redkin product, and I went in there one time and I was like, "This is expensive shit. This is like expensive stuff, weird. man. This is awesome." And I saw him in the in the book too at a. At a salon one time, I was looking through like how I wanted my hair done. <laughs> I always and I told laugh him about this. it. I always laugh about it though. Dude. I saw him. I saw him in the damn thing. Yeah, the old um, Redken hair model. But uh, you want to know what though? If Karen's have some hair issues and you got a little bit of like, well, maybe your tree spilling over a little bit. Maybe there's a couple apples or some maybe some mulberries spilling in the Karen's lawn. She's not happy about it. Her dogs are eating them, getting the shits. Let's go for a walk. In our Uggs and our in our yoga pants and our vests. Let's talk about this before I bring it up to the city and let's council. Have a Starbucks in our hands. Karen, you want to know what I'm dumping in? Pumpkin Imperial Ale. You're gonna be settled up. We'll settle the score now, right? Yeah, it's over. Like she, they don't stand a chance. Uh, honestly, is what the problem is here. But no, you gotta grab this beer. Limited release this year, actually. Barrel aged as well. And independent. Front. It's independent craft, which is like if you see the seal on the bottle that says independent craft. 
I urge you to buy it. I urge you to look for that seal because then you know you're getting a well-loved uh, independent beer that uh, you know is is made by a person that enjoys it, uh, and that's their their you know love is is to brew a product that uh, that is better than Miller or Budweiser. And let me add one more thing here. So we talked about barrel age, right? We talked about it. Yes. We didn't talk about what kind of barrel. They're not using bourbon. They're not using gin. No. What are they using, Eric, in Wisconsin well, fashion? We're talking brandy. Brandy. You know what I mean. Yeah. So this is like the most Wisconsin beer you brandy. can possibly get. <laughs> yes, dude. I love it. <laughs> you got you got you gotta take down if you serenade a Karen, dude, you might be out of the H you might be okay in the H O. Karen. <laughs> Um, but th- that's the thing. In, in true, in true Wisconsin fashion, you have to use a brandy barrel because. I, uh, I mean, you get those fruity notes. You get those fruity notes. You want to know what I mean? You bring. You, you want to know what? You get those fruity notes. Getting Karen a little lit. You know what she really likes? <laughs> she wants a TJ Maxx. She wants Home oh, Goods. Shit. She wants Ross's store. She wants like. You don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Those discount stores. She might uh, argue with the manager yeah. while you're with her. Oh, she might argue with the manager. I mean, probably. You take her to a Michael's. Get her a couple of little pumpkins. Little little cat. Little little cat. Little little skull. <laughs> and she's okay with this. A little and black cat game or whatever. Little black cat game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is perfect. And and you know what? This beer uh, is is here's the thing. It's powerful enough to tame the worst of Karens, but it's delicious enough to quench your beer thirst. I mean, it is a delicious product. Might be high on the ABVs, but with this viscosity of a, of a beer, you're only really looking for it to uh, pair well with like a dessert. This is a this is my perfect example of a dessert beer. Uh, it, it's going to be something that you have at the end of the dinner or at the end of the evening, and you're going to have it with like a slice of pumpkin pie or a, a little uh, something a la mode, something with a little vanilla, uh, you know, custard or or I mean, if you're not in the Wisconsin way, it's ice cream, but you should have it with a little vanilla custard. And the fact that it's literally. Um, Made with like vanilla bean and that pie spice, you're gonna you're gonna want to do that. So let's just throw it out there. So Bud Light, Budweiser has uh, this buds for you, Karen. This beer's for you. This beer's for you. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. And uh, continuing on our Karen, Eric, do you want to tell us what's going on here? The uh, Nueve we're talking about today, the nine. Yeah, yeah, this lady is a real upstanding citizen here. Uh, Janesville woman arrested for ninth OWI offense. Uh, nine, holy shit. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking drunk driving. Um, according to a press release from the Janesville Police Department, officers responded to a hit and run near Laurel Ave and uh, North Walnut. Uh, that was 9.25 Monday night. On the old west side there. 45-year-old Karen, that's actually her name. We're not going to release the last name, but uh, 45-year-old Karen reportedly hit a parked car, and then she fled the scene on foot, which is <laughs> not advised because what you're doing is essentially you're leaving your car there, which is absolutely registered to you. She's trying to sober um, up before she gets busted and say she wasn't drunk when she did it. Exactly, right? yeah. Actually, that's, that's, all that's it a good is. point. That's, that's all a good she's point. trying to do here. Yeah, she's just trying to uh, minimize the amount of alcohol in her system there. 
but they're going to catch on real quick. So she fled the scene on foot. Officers found her uh, at her home, which is actually on the uh, 1400 block of Laurel Ave. She showed signs of intoxication, and after a warrant for a legal blood draw, uh, this Karen was arrested for her ninth OWI and uh, and hit and run, obviously, and operating without insurance. Not so, good. Not good. Uh, very, uh, very bad decisions were made that night. We really don't um, have a lot of information, but we do have no. uh, we do have the mugshot. She let's, is. Being, let's talk about the Karen mugshot. Yeah. Karen is being held at the Rock County Jail, which is. Uh, actually, probably one of the worst jails you could probably be in. Yeah, uh, you know, I know what. There might be some gaping. There might be some other stuff going on there. Uh, we don't really want to talk about the the grease. Not stuff, good. The, the Rock not, County Jail here. Not good stuff. That's for sure. Um, so what we do have, uh, obviously, is a forty-five-year-old, forty-five-year-old blonde-haired female, wide-eyed. Yeah. She's been ripping, real wrecked, ripping huge at this time she, of the photograph. She looks like a standard teacher. You would never guess that she was just ripping that hard. Yeah, you know, like she does not look like somebody that would be ripping that hard, does she? She doesn't strike me as the person that is uh, uh, a drunk driver. She looks like um, she'd be your mom, like telling you what not right, to do. Exactly. She looks like your your kind of stereotypical. Um, forty-five-year-old mom who's For sure. like, uh, you know, a mother to blonde-haired, uh, you know, a teenage kid. For and sure. Like, hey, you know, don't uh, don't be weird outside, you know, or, or come back and and your curfew's eleven or something like. She's crazy uh, in that aspect, but not crazy in nine OWI aspect. So, and she's been in some other trouble here. I mean, like, there's been a lot of like, obviously, they don't post all of them. Um, when we that's go to the, the thing, yeah. you know, they don't post all of her convictions in the past. But she has been in some like pretty gnarly stuff, to be honest. Right. Here. And and the thing is, is that uh, you know, some of these aren't necessarily uh, located on CCAP, which you know we do check also uh, to to kind of just verify. To fully some investigate things, these but, three UIs. Um, <laughs> exactly. Smokes. Exactly. You know so that's mean? that's the case. Is that sometimes we do. Uh, uh, we we go and just sort of investigate a little further if we can, um, to, and, and and to be honest, you know, nine OWIs. I, you want to know what? Like looking at her, I would have never guessed. I mean, she's like your standard mom. She would definitely go to a soccer game or two, but in this photo, she's like drunk. Obviously, she looks she's, like she had a real rough afternoon. Oh yeah, she was like probably trying to hide and trying to get away from the stuff. Uh, Wide eyed here, um, blonde hair though, like just your standard mom. She's just looking to help you out with a couple of homework assignments here, Karen. Yeah, she's going to um, Michael's, maybe the Hobby Lobby. She's she has coming a Zumba home. class in a couple she has hours. Zumba class. She has a couple Ugg boots. She needs to pick up at the raw store. <laughs> like she's, she's not doing anything Starbucks, that wrong. Pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, she's waiting um, in the Starbucks line. She's not that bad of a mom. And honestly, like, you know, she has some nice blonde hair. Like, she takes very good care of herself. But at the same time, she did some really shitty things here. Yeah, she's got a, a rap sheet. Uh, the new wave aid, number nine, I mean, is pretty rough, dude. Like, and it's yeah. it's pretty crazy. Like, and unfortunately, that in our state, like, drinking is so normal. I mean, even Eric in the studio, we drink, right? Well, yeah. I but mean, it's that, like we're really smart about it because, we like, I carry a meter with me. Right. And the main idea of this whole show is um, we're not talking about drunk history what we're doing is we're actually getting drunk while we're talking and about history. talking about history i mean and actually we had an episode we had to take it down because it was that bad like we, we were did, drunk that day we i did, had to like yeah. basically just hang out here for a while because i was not good. i mean you basically set up camp for a few I was, hours i was good was gnarly. i was good but the thing is is that you know that's the idea of this show however we also talk about the idea that 
if that's the case, if you're going over to your buddy's house to watch a Packer game, let's say that game starts at noon and it's done by 2.30, 3 o'clock. Guess what? You're not leaving the house at 2.30, 3 o'clock. You're waiting until 7 o'clock. You might even eat dinner there and then head out. But you got to stop drinking at a certain point also because... Those wings stop absorbing at some point. Yes, exactly, right? exactly. You know? Yeah, like the chips and salsa isn't enough sustenance to, to keep, you know, the booze at bay. We're, we're talking about hours of drinking is going to lead to these idiotic decisions. And Karen, uh, who, who we're not going to say her last name, is, is uh, she's got nine of these bastards. Nine bad boys. Nine fucking bad boys. <laughs> She's got nine of these bad Larrys, bro. Um, so she is no rookie at this game. Here. Do you want to so know what? There's, there's no well live. Aware. There's no live, laugh, and love in this situation. This is live, Fuck laugh, cry, no. bro. This, this is live, is laugh, cry. Live, fucking hurt, shit. <laughs> Taco Bell. Rock County Jail. Love, laugh. This is Rock County. <laughs> Holy what? shit. Oh, no. Yeah. So so what do you got here? So what do we have? We have a woman, um, the probably way middle she age. Looks. She, You know what, though? She looks like your standard mom. She's just having a bad day at this point. She has, like, she's nice bangs. She has nice nice hair taken well care of, white and bleached and very blonde. Yeah. You know, she's not a bad-looking mom, to she's be honest. She's got the droopy uh, uh, dog kind of cheeks, but... She's not a bad looking mom. She's your mom, a standard mom, a standard American mom. And she's doing her thing. Standard Wisconsin mom. Yeah. She's taking her kids to soccer. She's doing some shit, but she's also drinking. She did. She did (laughs) some bad stuff. She's not scoring goals. There's no, there's no Spaniard going. Goal. This is the fuck. Rock County jail. (laughs) So this is like not that great for her, you know? And so we have a little bit here, Eric. She's a rough, she's, she's, she's a rough. She ran from scene. So she's like, not super white. Like she's not blackout. We can't go past the 16 here. And you do know that. That's a good point is that she's not blackout. She's not to the point where it's, uh, my legs don't function. Uh, and I don't remember everything. She knew how to run. She knew that uh, this was bad. Like, obviously, this happened, and she had an eighth already, so she and, was like... And she hit the cart. You want to know what? Like I said, like she ran because she knew she's going to get a ninth, right? She had yeah. enough beer in her system where she's going to get a but ninth. But not smart enough to be like, I should move this car. Right. So, Eric, do you have an idea? I got an idea. Do you want a law and order this, Karen? Oh, man. So... I got an idea. I'm do just... Got- I, I got a number, but I, I don't know... Do you want me to throw mine out and we can discuss? Yes. Why I have Ocho, yeah. the eight. Oh. What were okay. you thinking? Where were you at? I just want to know where you were at and we can kind of discuss and find <laughs> yeah. a middle ground here. I was much more, uh, I was much higher. Um, I mean, she looks like she was still functioning though. Like yeah. she was just trying to hide. She probably ran under a deck or something or somewhere 16, to hide. But I, you were actually thinking she was almost at blackout, huh? She was... I, I mean, she was I'll, nearing I'll, it, but I, you know, I, I will I move up. I'll move up. I'll move up to a twelve yeah. local. I will. I don't I will know do that a 12. it's necessary. I, well, I, I, actually, you know what? Yeah. So that's a four. That's a four gapper. Let's move it up four. Let's move it to the twelve. And, I go with uh, the twelve local on this, Karen. I think you know. I know. I what? think we can function with that. Hobby Lobby wasn't happy with her in attendance. Uh, you know, I know Marshalls wasn't good. TJ Maxx, Ross great. was not happy with her Ross. in the store. <laughs> Like let's let's throw it out there. We're going yeah. twelve local on this one, Karen. Salute to you. Please get better. You no have, one wants a Dace local. You have been law and ordered.
All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening, and remember as always, watch watch out for deer on your way home. home.